0: Off the Ball with Betdaq.com, the sports betting exchange. Serious about sports 24-7. Every season, every sport, every team. We're talking about uh, American football because it's Super Bowl weekend. The Denver Broncos against the Carolina Panthers. And I'm delighted to welcome Peter Cronin to the show. He played with Seattle, um, Washington, was the Super Bowl seventeen champion with the Redskins, and he's gonna be coming to Ireland for uh, the Boston College Georgia Tech game a little bit later on this year. Peter, thanks very much for joining us. Oh glad
1: uh glad I can join you. I hope things go well with you folks.
0: Super Bowl seventeen, um, is it etched in your memory forever or is it something that you kind of uh you know at the end of a career, you think, oh, yeah, that's just a different game from everywhere else, with so much more on the line." What What are your memories of the situation?
1: Well, the, 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 what's good about the, uh, that experience is, you know, you, of course, you, you it becomes less important to you on a day to day basis as you move further away from away from it, and it works to the time of the back of your mind because you're to other things. But this time of the year, when the Super Bowl. Uh, is approaching. Uh, we, I get to uh, revisit all the great memories, and they become very, uh, very real for me again. And I get a lot more attention this time of year than I probably deserve because I was part of a winning team. But it is, it is great fun and an opportunity to, to revisit those those great experiences.
0: As a matter of interest, uh, do you wear your ring all the time?
1: Well, it's, it, it, <laughs> that's a good question. I uh, I used to wear it when I was when I got out of football uh, originally as a professional football player. I uh, went into sales, and uh, I was told by my boss at the time you have to wear the ring because it's uh, it's a great conversation piece and it could serve as a great way to, to generate some business. And so I was in sales for several years and wore the ring every day. And uh, then I moved into management for a large corporation, a multi-billion dollar company, and they. They told me that I needed not to wear the ring anymore. I was the manager, and I needed to act like one, and so on and so forth. So there was a stretch there where I worked in executive leadership for for you know, almost uh, almost 20 years and, and did not wear the ring. Uh, it had been scrubbed out of me. And I'd wear it for football events and occasionally I'd go out to some customers, but it really wasn't part of my day-to-day routine. Now, since uh, back in October, uh, uh, I believe they call you in, in, uh, back in uh, back in Iowa. They say I was I was redundant at the company I was working for, uh, and as a result, uh, went out and found a new job and working for a startup company with, a, with an old friend of mine. And the first order of business was make sure you wear your ring every day. <laughs> so I'm back. It's gone full cycle. I'm back wearing the ring every day, and it certainly is a great uh, door opener and the conversation piece. And You know, something that uh, people, again, this time of year, people are very, very interested in talking about it, and of course I I don't claim to know much about what's going on but I have a, a, the benefit of some experience
0: so I guess that works to my benefit. Yeah oh, totally. I um, know we, we uh, had the pleasure of your company uh, at a great night in Boston and we were very certain that it's uh, worth picking your brains about what's going on at the moment as well. Just a couple more quick questions about the your game. You beat the Dolphins 27-17 at the Rose Bowl. It was also a, a California Super Bowl in, in Pasadena. The game itself and the occasion itself is it something that you actually managed to enjoy or was it it's that kind of massive hype train back then as well? Because it's kind of around this period, I think, in, in history where the Super Bowl starts to become this massive, huge event.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's like, there's so many, so many memories about the, the, uh, the experience. One of the first things that Joe Gibbs, who's the Hall of Fame coach who coached me in that team, um, said is you know, the, the big challenge is to try to create as much normalcy as possible in spite of what's going on around you, like the eye of the hurricane. And so they went to great lengths to try to create a, what would be considered a near-routine experience leading up to the game because there are so many distractions. But the distractions were there, and we were uh, we were in California, and we did not have a, you know, Joe Gibbs trusted us as being professionals and, and being adults, and, so we did not have, have bed check uh, all week. And uh, we were in relatively close proximity to, uh, to Los Angeles. And, uh, and, and as a result, uh, many of the, the marquee players were, were actually witnessed in, in nightclubs and at parties and you know, hanging around with the L.A. crowd, the, the California crowd down on the beach. And, of course, the paparazzi was chasing everybody around. So as much as we tried to create normalcy, it was very hard to, to, to manage it. And I think one of the more, more uh, as we approached the, the game, he imposed on Wednesday a, tw- a midnight curfew, and then Thursday through the game, uh, we we, were, we had a uh, eleven o'clock curfew. But but we get out there a week early. We had three or four days of uh, where we had could, could have done what we wanted, and we, we did. We had a great deal of fun. But as the game got closer, uh, he imposed some limitations to try to bring uh, you know some control to the whole process. And I think one vivid memory that I have of the hotel we stayed at. We came back from practice one afternoon. It was like a Thursday or Friday as the game was approaching. And they had actually set up a gauntlet in the hotel, through the hotel lobby, because we, we came through the front door, and people were, they were 20 deep on either side of this gauntlet. They brought us to a back room, put us into a, into a meeting room, a uh, function room, and then let us go through the back doors to the bowels of the hotel to find our way to the room. To try to keep us out of the on the fan fray. so it, it was a, that was a long time ago i just can 't imagine what they 're going, going to
0: say yeah i mean it, it has obviously bloated now to the point where it 's it's big news all around the world but I, I guess the the philosophy of a team like the Carolina Panthers is fairly similar to what you guys had to had to do. You were up against the dolphins team that franchise knew what it was like to win the Super Bowl. The, the team 10 years previously had obviously created that, the Dolphins uh, an amazing record and had beaten Washington 10 years previously. So I think right. I, I'm right in yeah. saying you guys were trying to become the first Washington team to do it.
1: And it was, there was some of that in there and, uh, and, and it really goes back to something I said earlier. Was the, Joe Gibbs was very good at getting us to focus on who was next. You know, we didn't think about much about what had already happened. And we didn't think much more beyond the next opponent, and I think that's a lesson that I learned uh, as, a, as a competitive athlete throughout my career. That the, the longer, the longer my career was, the more I realized that the the, the trick is in competition in football, American football. You, you play once a week, uh, and so the, the trick was, regardless of win or lose on the game, it didn't take you long. That same day to refocus your energy on the next opponent, and the sooner you start thinking about your next opponent, the better you you would be advantaged in terms of your preparation. And it, it really is a very business-like approach. So, in spite of the the, the, the hoopla and the excitement and the you know the it, it, it's uh, 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 all, all of the enthusiasm and the buzz and the and the as you say the bloated uh, uh, coverage, which I think is a very good word to describe it of it all, the challenge is to try to keep it as normal and as routine as possible and keep things in perspective. And to, to kind of answer your question that you asked a moment ago, uh, it, it's very hard to enjoy the moment because you still have a great deal to accomplish and a, and a very important job to do. So you, 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 you're, you're, as much as you want to enjoy and want to imbibe and, and embrace the situ- circumstances and situation, you're cautioned not to go too far down that road because then you're in a, you're, you're being distracted and it's going to have an impact on how you play
0: on Sunday. You won by 10 points in that Super Bowl in 1982. Is the game comfortable for you at any stage? At what point do you start thinking and looking up the clock going, they're, they're not going to come back from this, we've got this?
1: Well, the thing is, there's a couple of interesting tidbits in that game and it was a good game at the half and uh, uh, we came out in the second half and a couple of things that, that maybe would be a little obscure statistics, and uh, the uh, the Miami Dolphins did not did not convert a first down in the second half of that football game. So they they were three and out every possession. Wow. They had the punt ball every time, which is which is kind of lost in in the, the grandness of the event. Um, and we really were in that game uh, until John Riggins ran the ball off tackle and went for the touchdown on that uh, on that conversion play there, and they... And that's when it was very clear that, that uh, the Redskins had put enough distance between uh, themselves and the Dolphins to, to feel some degree of comfort that we were going to win the football game. But even then, there was still much to be done because anything can happen in a game. And and, it, and it's, it's kind of if there, if there's a message about the the, uh, the the excitement and the enthusiasm and the, the moment is that you as, as a professional athlete you can never lose sight of the fact that the other guys are playing too and they're playing hard. And, and the ball's is getting a very odd shape, and the ball bounces funny, and you can be never really in the winner's circle until the game is over.
0: You were a linebacker, right?
1: I well, I was a linebacker, but I covered kicks. I was a special teams guy. Okay, right. I, I spent nine years. My nine years running on kickoffs, hunt returns, and doing all that crazy stuff. So, because I saw, I, I, I liked the
0: I saw stats. I saw stats that said you had some kickoff returns. I'm like, that can't be right. What that there's, oh, yeah. there's a there's yeah, a mistake I, here somewhere.
1: I, I, I le- oh I led the Seahawks in, in their kickoff return average uh, when they when they I they, when I left when I left Seattle and went to Washington. I think I had a 23 or 24 yard kickoff return average, and that was because I was on the kickoff return team, and they made teams would kick the ball short, try to keep it away from our return people. They kick it to me. And I'd just turn
0: around and run the ball upfield. I had a nice little average going. <laughs> wow. That's kind of crazy because uh, you very rarely hear that type of stuff now. Uh, the, I was going to ask about being a linebacker, is that you've got to put your body physically on the line. Like, And this is certainly a time in NFL history where, you know, there's, there's none of this kind of uh, defenseless receiver stuff that's no helmet-to-helmet stuff being called. It's like, it's warfare. Yeah, well, that
1: was the, you know, in... You make a good point. Playing linebacker is certainly a very uh, uh, physically demanding position. It requires a great deal of aggressive play, at least. Smart. you have to stop the run. You have to be be able to defend against the pass. You know, it's, it's a very challenging position, uh, and certainly some some embedded risk there from a from a uh, from a physical standpoint. But I, uh, as, as a as a special teams uh ace, I would always try to draw the analogy of the two, two football players being automobiles. And the distance between the, the ball carrier and the linebacker is uh, maybe 10 yards. So take two cars and put them head-to-head, 10 yards apart, simultaneously step on the accelerator, and you're going to have a collision. You're going to have a collision, and the bumper's going to be broken, the headlights are going to go on, the bonnet's going to pop, and it's going to, I mean, it's going to be a mess. Well, now, in special teams, what you do is you take those two automobiles, you put them 40 yards apart or 50 yards apart and drive them into each other. While the difference in terms of the collision is magnified by a factor of distance and speed, so this, the, the, there are much more violent collisions occurring in the kicking game or in special teams than there are in routine offense and defense. And they it, 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 but it's obscured because when you're playing in special teams, you're playing in the whole field. When you're playing offensive defense, you're playing between the tackles.
0: And physically, are you okay now?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I've got uh, I've got some bumps and bruises, and some of the uh, I don't know some of the uh, the, the wounds of war. And, and I'm getting a little older on now. So uh, I'm. Uh, but I was a. I, I went to. Uh, you know, there's a lot of new a lot of information going around concussions now. And uh, I was actually involved in, a, in, a, uh, in a, uh, a situation where I needed to get an evaluation on, on my cognitive capabilities as they relate to what I did for a living as a young man. So I went to the doctor and ignored, ignored, uh, the neurosurgeon, and he ran me through a battery of tests. And, of course, he came back after a while, and he said, uh, okay, I've got, some, I've got some bad news, and I've got some good news, and I've got some bad news. Okay. What's the bad news? He goes. You do have cognitive impairment, and I said to be more specific. And he gave me some examples, and I said, okay, uh, that's concerning. Um, so what's the good news? He goes. Well, based on your age, you're no more cognitive impaired than anybody else who has not played professional football. So I, I said, so my cognitive impairment is typical of a man my age. He says, yeah. He says you're right in the no, right in the normal range. I said, well, I got The bad news the good news. What's the bad news? He goes we really don't know what the impact of what you did as a young man is going to have at the end of your life in terms of cognitive impairment. Right. I say, well, but look, what's going around. There's a lot of people who are suffering from, from, uh, brain disease, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's, ALS and, and Parkinson's disease, who never played football, never had concussions. He goes, exactly. So you are living in, you are fortunate or otherwise you're, you are right in the norm. So, uh, you know, although I had my my share of concussions, um, I'm, I'm I'm still putting my my syllables together. I think I make sense. Totally, and, uh, brain skills work. So, you I, <laughs> I look back, I said it was a great experience.
0: Well, listen, it's been a privilege having you in the show, Peter. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend. Who's going to win?
1: Uh, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to win because the uh, the the the, um, the quarterback for the Broncos. The, well, you saw it last week. The Broncos' defense got uh, the New England Patriots quarterback off the dime as he was off the spot, made him run around. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I think that's exactly what Carol is going to do to Denver. And if you do that, you one-dimensionalize them, and, uh, and the Panthers will win this football game.
0: Enjoy the game. Great to have you with us, Peter. Thanks a million. You too. Take care. Bye bye. It's uh, Peter Cronin there. He calls the games now for Boston College. And uh, as I said, he's going to be in Dublin for uh, Boston College against Georgia Tech in a couple of months' time. Won the Super Bowl with uh, Washington, um, Super Bowl 17. 53106, the text number if you want to get in touch. We're talking about the uh, unstoppable juggernaut that is Dublin's financial might after these. Off the ball with the BetDak Exchange. For great odds on horse racing, the Premier League, and every other sport this weekend batdang.com